I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will, will not go quietly into the night. We will, will not vanish without a fight. fight. We're going to live on. We're going, We're going to, to survive. survive. Today, we, we celebrate our Independence Day. Back when you were proud to be an American. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, this was peak America. <laughs> it was. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. And thank you for all those that fought for our freedom. Absolutely. Uh, Independence Day. My God. I mean, that's speech. That's if you've never speech? seen the movie, you have to see this movie. Stop the podcast right now. Go watch Independence Day, then come back. You'll thank us later. Well, listen to the podcast first. Well, you, you'll and then come watch back the to movie. the podcast. It's a, it, look, <laughs> you're not an American if you don't watch Independence Day. And really, again, like he human. said. Yeah, huh? There are no Americans anymore. It's a, na- it's a, a worldwide holiday. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I get how do so you... fired up when I hear that speech. Right. If only our real presidents were that awesome. Well, that's he actually true. got in a jet plane and fought the aliens. Yeah. Now, uh, what president would do that in real life? None. Against his secretary of defense's orders. Yeah. Don't get in that plane, Mr. President. He gets in that <laughs> plane and he leads the attack against the aliens. I love that. That's a man that you will follow into the straight depths of hell i think that actor recently died the secretary no 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 no. oh the secretary the secretary of defense i he's so great in that movie when he's like we just lost a hundred american pilots (laughs) whatever he's he's so good i I remember watching that in the movie theaters and uh the aliens rolling up on uh, um houston and they they launched the nuke and i was like no not a nuke a houston no like like oh we got the aliens yeah declares oh mr president they're still here right oh that movie i know he died in 2015 but rest in peace r.i.p robert Legia, Legia. but no yeah uh when we moved to houston in 93 we saw jurassic park Mm -hmm. uh and we were like especially my parents because you know they were like amazed to how houston audiences react Sure. Because even now, now you go to a Marvel movie and everyone reacts and and everyone goes crazy. Everyone. But 
<laughs> but back then, like that wasn't a a big thing, and and in Houston, like they would react crazy, and then uh, I think in. In Independence Day, when they said Houston, like the whole theater were like, "Oh God!" Like they were so. <laughs> Why are they going to nuke Houston? Oh Come no, on. not Houston. Okay, so it maybe just is a Houston thing. We're just very not anymore. I think it's articulate. I think I think I think nowadays it's pretty much everywhere, uh, and I think superhero movies and Marvel has kind of done that. Mm. Like I mean, when we saw Endgame, that was an experience. Very true. I wish, like. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things you could think about, like, oh, I want to go back in time and maybe lose my virginity again. Feel like that was like, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> um, stuff. I mean, stuff like you know, like oh, the birth of my children, or you know, like some precious memory. But it's also like, man, I kind of want to just go back in time and uh, and experience <laughs> Avengers Endgame in theaters again and see a Doctor Strange bring everybody back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And me like debating if I should call nine one one to resuscitate Eric because he was hyperventilating. <laughs> the moment when uh, Captain America picks up the uh, picks up the the hammer, the hammer, everyone went bananas. Oh my god! You know, and it, I think nowadays, if Independence One had been released in movie theaters, when people had heard Thomas Whitmore's speech, I think people would have got up in the theaters and just clapped. You know, they yeah. didn't do that in the movie theaters, but I think that's how good of a speech it was. It just, you know, and it wasn't about, you know, being a Republican or Democrat or any of that bullshit. It was just a straight up raw, raw speech. Yeah. It was great. Well, you know, maybe we need an, an alien attack to bring us all together. I mean, maybe. look, if that, only that, that, a, it's a controversial statement, but that's what 9-11 did for, mm. for you know, a few years. It brought everyone together. Be they Republicans or Democrats. So George Bush was Thomas Whitmore? Uh, no. No, not really. <laughs> I, I thought this was But pretty... that was like, you know, you've seen Watchmen. That's what happens in Watchmen. Very true. Remember? Like, yeah. that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. So what were you saying? Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, there was a, a, a poll that came out early this year on <laughs> National Review, and they kind of ranked the top fictional presidents <laughs> and Thomas Whitmore is number well, one. How could he not be loved by Republicans, Democrats <laughs> and people who are uh, just registered voters. Who's number two. Number two is uh, Josiah Batiste from the West wing. Don't really oh, know. Martin, him. Martin Sheen. Oh, Martin Sheen. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he had the most dims though at, at 11%. Uh, James Marshall from Air Force. Oh, one. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Oh, of course. get off my Number plane. Three. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, really, the movie was all right, but that one scene was awesome. That was that awesome. one line. <laughs> sure. Uh, last, I think you might find kind of funny uh, Dwayne Alessandro Mountain Dew Hubert Camacho uh-huh. from Idiocracy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, but in terms of a character, he was amazing. <laughs> so Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah, no, I was just listening to a podcast with uh, Joe Rogan and um, Mike, uh, uh, what was his name? That Mike Judge. Oh, and yeah. He, yeah, he was kind of talking about the movie and how he thought it was, you know, how he didn't know it was going to be so relevant. Right. And he was kind of talking. I didn't know they all wore Crocs in the movie. Yeah, that's but, amazing. But I saw said, that scene as well. But he said back in the day, he's like, they were just the most ridiculous dumb shoes. Right. I didn't think they would catch on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, I think. Oh, of course. But yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan was like, you got everything right except for the cell phones. Right. Like everyone just being on their smartphones the entire time. Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But so many movies about just 
Independence Day or like, you know, getting your independence or in, in presidential movies like the Patriot. Patriot's a good movie. Yeah. But Independence Day is one. There's also call. times where I'd like to go back in time and warn myself not to see sequels. Like, OK, if right. you haven't seen Independence Day right. and you're going to see it because, you know, of what we just said. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, no. no you're jumping the gun. Sorry. Sorry I said if that. you're going to see Independence Day. Sorry. You watch the first one, you're going to be like, wow, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, they made a second one? That's where you don't see it. Right. Just trust me. I wish I can go back in time. I wish I could tell myself, hey, don't see Independence Day 2. Mm-hmm. Don't see uh, The Matrix, any of The Matrix sequels. Certainly not number four. No, don't see any of The Matrix sequels. Uh, there's so many movies like that where it's like, oh, you're ruining the original lore. Actually, even Quentin Tarantino, even Quentin Tarantino has said... Uh, like his favorite action movie ever was The Matrix, and then, um, and I think it's still like number two on his list. But it used to be number one until he said they made the sequels, which he's like it kind of ruined the lore of The Matrix. Shit! If he saw number four, Matrix might not even be in his top ten anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. So there you go. Go see Independence Day. Happy Fourth of July. We're recording this the night before, and my idiot neighbors are already shooting fireworks they've been doing it for a week a week before independence Day. they're so excited they probably listen to president whitmore's speech every single day <laughs> and they're like we've got to go out and pop fireworks in my neighborhood holiday. any holiday where fireworks are even somewhat considered they do it a week before and a week after damn New oh. Year's a week before, a week after. It's like, you idiots, what are you doing? Firework stands make so much money around here, I guess. Oh, they do, for sure. You should open one up. So, yeah, this is another big show. We, uh, we're going to be reviewing episode seven of The Boys, and I will be reviewing the entire season four of Stranger Things. I couldn't do it. Too scary. It's too scary for Josh, but man, what a fucking show that is. Scary? Uh, it's you know what it was a little scary this time. I don't remember it really scaring me the first three seasons, but I was a little frightened. It was very creepy this time. Okay, well, so all right. Uh, but Leo watched some of it and he was all right. So maybe you should probably be okay. I think or Leo's probably braver than you. Maybe, maybe I don't slightly. Know. Yeah. But yeah, first let's cover the news and rumors, also known as the Hollywood hogwash. So last week, during a commercial break on the Howard Stern Show, the shock jock himself was caught on a hot mic and revealed that he's going to be in an upcoming Doctor Doom movie. Take a listen. For 17 million pairs Let me, let me, let me... (laughs) Let me just say this as well. It was during a commercial break, so you're also going to hear the ads. Mm-hmm. But but Howard Stern, Robin, uh, uh, Gary Delabate, who pronounces Kevin Feige's name wrong because he's he's Gary Delabate. I mean, he's Baba Booey for a reason. But take a listen. They have fanatics with over okay. seventeen Howard, million uh, pairs sold. People, Kevin Feigen. Feigen? He really is Baba Boo. It's just like it's like people say about Josh. Like, is he trolling or is he really like this? I'm really. You're like the Baba Booey of our podcast. <laughs> They're Tommy they John underwear and loungewear, and Tommy John doesn't just make uh, you feel cooler. You actually are cooler. Stay up to seven Feigen. degrees cooler Feigen. than cotton yeah. in it's Tommy Kevin John's Feigen. Apollo yeah. underwear. <laughs> There's no risk right. because you're covered with Tommy John's best perio yeah, 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 Tell them free guarantee. Shop TommyJohn.com/sxm right now for twenty percent off your first order. I mean. 
is really annoying to listen to while they're trying to talk, but he said he's going to be doing the Doctor Doom movie. And he's pretty fucking annoyed by the scheduling, apparently. Well, he always is. I mean, it really just sounds like he's on the air, because that's how Howard Stern is all the time. Like, when he did America's Got Talent, he was always bitching about the schedule. I mean, I, I, I was a huge Howard Stern fan, and I still am, but it's kind of like, for all you Simpsons fans, we are like, yeah, the first ten seasons were the best. Then after that, it hasn't been so good. Like, Howard hasn't really been that good since Eric, the actor-slash-midget, died in 2014. And also, Artie Lang was also part of the show until 2010, so the show hasn't been that good. I don't really listen to any new Howard Stern show Mm -hmm. content, but I just listen to so much old footage on YouTube, like, all the time. Like, I don't listen to music in my car. I listen to the Howard Stern show old clips on YouTube. I think the last Howard Stern interview I listened to was the one he did with Hillary Clinton. Okay, that yeah. That was fairly recent, but yeah, no. A few years ago, yeah. Nothing, nothing too recent from him. I mean, like you said, the, the good stuff is the oldies. Right. You know? But this is just a little strange, because like, what is he going to play? He can't be Dr. <laughs> Doom. That would be so weird. He's 68 <laughs> years old, and I'm such a big Howard Stern fan that I don't even have to look up his age. I actually know that he's 68. Because I remember mm-hmm. that they had his 60-year birthday bash in January of 2014. So that was eight yeah, years ago. So, you know. yeah. so he's, 68, yeah, he's 68 years old. What is he going to do? He can't be Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom's dad, maybe? Or maybe uh, he's an elderly father of one of the characters. And, and like you could, th- you could say, like, oh, maybe it'll be a cameo. But he's talking about the schedule's going to suck. So he's That's obviously playing a decent part. A pretty big role, yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting, you know. It, it would be weird to see him in something because I only think of him as a comedian, you right? Know? And I, I just I, I don't know how you could even cast. He's never played a role in a movie other than himself. He was in one one movie, and it's it was his movie. What was it called again? Private Parts. Private Parts. He played himself. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, I'm kind of excited about this, but also worried and yeah, dealing with Howard Stern too, like. What if, you know, like it's Marvel, they do reshoots for every movie. For sure. What if they call Howard's, hey, we need to do some research, and he's like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah. plus, you can't count on Howard Stern to, like, be in six Marvel movies, like most people who are, no. you know, cast. No. So, I don't know. This is a one and done, I would imagine. But I'm also a little bit skeptical, because Marvel likes to do fake leaks all the time. Like with Tom Holland accidentally leaking stuff. Like, sure. This is probably the best way you could do it to where you could fool people because you're, ac- you're actually talking over a commercial, which is not good for Tommy John. <laughs> Although, but if you're Tommy John, it's like people are going to play this audio right. all over the fucking world. But I'm sure they got a free commercial out of it. Right. <laughs> Just the way that that stuff works. But no, I mean, that. I think that's I think that's way too conspiracy level. Yeah. You know, I think that's, you know, because it's clever, it is. That would be the most clever for yeah. sure. Talking over a commercial is one of the biggest no nos you can do in radio. For right. Sure. Oh, my God. You know, that's sure the other that thing. producer got fired. That's the other thing is where. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that's the job you should be looking for. That's the other, yeah, really. That's the other thing. Me and Josh were both radio producers. We were board operators. Right. How does this happen? Right. <laughs> How do you keep the mics on? I mean, Jesus. 
I mean, Howard Stern, I'm sure, could turn off his own mic. But everyone, that's the weird thing. Everyone's mics were on. Because mm-hmm. they're not doing, they're doing the show remotely still. Mm. They still do. So that means Howard's at home, his mic's on. Robin's at home, her mic's on. You know, Gary's at home, his mic's on. Like, it's just, seems yeah. strange. strange. You know what's weird is when they have guests on the show, the guest is in the studio. But that Howard's himself? not there. That's so weird. It is. And they have the guest act as if they're looking at Howard. Like, the guest is looking in that direction. <laughs> There's a it's giant like, Howard screen or it's something. It's like, who are you trying to fool? It's so obvious. <laughs> That's weird. It's very weird. This is like everything that Howard does now on his show is like everything that he was against like 10, 20 years ago. Well, if you live long enough. You know, to see yourself become the, the villain. Well, he always, no, but he always was the villain. And now he's like the good guy. And it's like, no, that's what made you cool. So, Andrew, are you in conspiracy theory? You think it's a conspiracy? I don't know. If I had to bet money. I think it's happening. Oh, I think he's in the movie, but I, but I, that's not the conspiracy. I think he's in the movie. My, my conspiracy theory is like they did the hot mic just thing on purpose. Pub. Yeah. Ah, I don't think it's just for pub. I think it was someone just epic screw up. It's a pretty epic screw up. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Because like Fred, you know, Fred Norris, he he was the producer when they were in the studio. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's not anymore now that they're remote and maybe someone else is. They just got an Andrew or Josh and we fucked up. Ah, (laughs) fuck you. Don't compare yourself to me. I was way better than you. Um, But there are times when you're a board op where... It's a commercial break, and that's the only time you have to go to the bathroom. That's very true. So, okay, play the commercials. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So if something goes wrong in that three minutes, it's mm-hmm. out of your control. So maybe that happened with the producer. You to pot the mics down. Right. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah, because when it's remote, it's all on you to pot those things down. So yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But I'm interested to see what he'll play in Dr. Doom. Or unless he just plays himself, he's like, oh, we got Dr. Doom on the show today. Hey, doing? <laughs> That would be weird. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Moving on. Christian Bale. Oh, my God. Thor Love and Thunder comes out Thursday. Oh, man. I'm so excited. But, yeah, Christian Bale. Why? What's wrong? You have something Thursday? No, I want to watch it Thursday, but I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. So Christian Bale revealed to Games Radar that Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum were cut from Thor Love and Thunder. Peter Dinklage? Yeah, remember Peter oh, Dinklage yeah. so played the, the giant, the giant dwarf, dwarf right. in uh, Infinity War. Oh, and Jeff Goldblum was the not the collector. What was he? He was the contest of champions guy. Yeah, right. I forgot his name, but they were apparently both too. in the movie, and they were they were cut. Interesting. So I guess we'll eventually see those deleted scenes on the director's cut and the Blu-ray. Well, when the Blu-ray comes or out, or when they re-release it in six months. <clears throat> oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait, should yeah, should we see Spider-Man No Way Home uh, next month? Maybe I don't know. I think it's August, right? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, you want to? You know all those? <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, this is the fun version. Oh, this is the fun version. Oh, good. <laughs> No. Can you cut out Aunt May's death, this please? This is where you get to see Aunt May die, but it's a much longer scene. Can you cut out Aunt May's death and cut out the part where everyone fucking doesn't know who he is? <laughs> Can you stop that? And oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. No, so... Uh, but he also told Slash Film it's a lot easier to play a villain than it is to play a hero. And I did see a video where the interviewer was like, you know, you played a hero and now you've seen yourself become the villain. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and I'm sure <laughs> that's in his a head, good question. I'm sure in his head he was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, how many times have people told him that? Right. 
That lady was probably like, I spent all night thinking about this. Right. <laughs> I'm so clever. Yeah. Um, so an, on Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, they released the soundtrack. Uh-huh. So I thought it was kind of interesting to kind of listen. Or not listen, but... <laughs> discuss. You know, discuss the, the songs that they chose for the movie. Okay. See if it, re- it gives us any hints. Yeah. Uh, so they got Only Time by Inya. I don't, I See, don't I'm not good with name. song titles. So well, I have to hear it. The rest of them, I think, are pretty knowledgeable. Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. It's a lot of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Paradise well, City yeah. from Guns N' Roses. Old Spice Sea Chanty by Ginger Johnson. I don't know. That sounds very interesting. Fighting Michael Rapet, Raphael. Why don't I just read it, Josh? Our Last Summer, ABBA. Family Affair, Mary J. Blige. Sweet Child of Mine. Uh, that's three. There's four Guns N' Roses songs. Right. November Rain, Guns N' Roses, Goodies, Ciara. Uh, hey, Nini Noni is Taika Waititi. Interesting. Rainbow in the Dark. Okay, I do know Dio. I don't know what song Rainbow in the Dark is. That's I'd have to one. hear it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not good and with November, song titles. And November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But yeah, four songs by Guns N' Roses. That's I don't know if that's a, 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 a breaking... Type of thing, like that, the most by one artist. I mean, it works. But so it seems like a lot. Sweet Child of Mine is so perfect for the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was great. I can't wait for this movie. I'm really interested about what Tiger Watiti Watiti is singing about. Right. Hey, Nini Nani. You know, we didn't do any predictions this time. I didn't do a scorecard for Thor this time, but I think it's going to be pretty self-contained. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we need like a like a who shows up list. Because I don't think we're going to have anyone right. else show up. Well, I mean, it might be pretty self-contained. Because, like I just you said. Like you mentioned, that yeah. the two characters aren't going to be there that have, you know, right. which would have opened up the universe. The biggest question bit. is, does Thor die? Which Thor? Thor. Thor. Yes, I, Thor. I know what you're talking about. Do you that think is, he dies? Man, I, I don't know. That's so interesting. But, I mean, yeah, they probably could kill him. Why else would they kind of show us and... Um, you know the new, or Thor. maybe he gets a happy ending. He just retires and uh, walks, you know, into the sunset. Goes to that baby. Doesn't die. I'd be fine with that. Babies. I'd be fine with that. Give him a Dark Knight Rises ending. Mm. Natalie Portman. You know, it does. Obviously, it's not going to work out with them because she's she's Thor, Lady Thor, whatever they're going to call her now. But yeah, it's interesting. I hope not. I don't like seeing my beloved characters die, and we've seen that a lot lately. Well, we've like we've mentioned before, Disney does have a hard time killing people off. So yeah, but once the contract, so once they're you know like Robert Downey Jr., I'm fucking done, and he's like, kill me so that I can't come back. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean you can't come back? You can always come back. We have this time machine. Why not? I still think like ten years from now we might get a cameo from Robert Downey Jr. Sure. In a random Marvel movie. Why not? Because he's a cool guy. He is. At least he seems like one in the th- in the movie. Right. Also, uh, Kingsman and Rocketman star uh, Taron Egerton uh, told The Hollywood Reporter that he's met with Marvel in hopes of being cast as Wolverine. Eggsy? Eggsy. Wow, okay. Yeah, from the good Kingsman movies. I could could see that. He said, I'd be excited, but I'd also be apprehensive as well because Hugh Jackman is so associated with that role that I'd wonder if if it'd be very difficult for someone else to do it. I have. We must be getting a Wolverine sometime soon because I've been hearing a lot of rumors about Wolverine. Well, they're just gonna most likely just redo the entire X Men 
you know, franchise. Also, I can't I can't remember where I seen it from, but people had also said that uh, the actor that plays Homelander had been kind of thrown out there as a Wolverine kind of. No. Yeah. Well, that, that doesn't I, make any sense. I'd, I'd seen it that people. Had well, said that. Hugh Jackman didn't really make any sense either, but he he did it great because Wolverine's supposed to be a small guy, right? And Hugh Jackman was not. I would say on an acting level, the guy that plays Homelander, amazing. So I mean, he could well, hit of all the notes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think he. Had, I think his comment was just like the the. Uh, but Taron Egerton is a talk. small guy, so at least works for Wolverine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, it's it's weird though that he's public about this because usually they don't like that. Mm-hmm. So this also feels like it could be a troll. Mm. Like just uh, you know what I mean? Usually they don't do that. They don't have the actors come out and straight up say like, "Yeah, I might be playing Wolverine." That never happens. Interesting. He's trying to leverage himself into another Eggsy movie. I don't know. Kingsman 6. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but also, Tim Allen recently spoke with Deadline about the Lightyear film. And he said, it's a wonderful story. It just doesn't seem to have any connection to the toy. It has no relation to Buzz. And, oh, you know, I'm sure he's also a little upset that he didn't get that money. That they For didn't cast sure. him as Buzz Lightyear. I I thought that was kind of questionable as well. But. Doesn't really make sense, right? I mean, very strange. <laughs> but that's also one of the issues I had the, with the with the movie. Like, it's Toy Story. You could do whatever you want. How do you not have some sort of Woody cameo in there? Yeah, something at the. There were a lot of extras, so in the, the worst post credit scenes ever. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, were really, really bad. bad. They were really bad. <laughs> Couldn't have had one Woody. That would have been great. How have we not gotten a Woody movie? Uh, what do you? I don't know. What are you gonna do? Uh, some bullshit like that. They probably will. That's probably the next one. But I'm not seeing any more. This mo- any, is that movie. I'm not seeing any any more of these movies unless I'm actually taking my son to see them. Even I told Leo, I said, "Hey, you want to see Lightyear?" He's like, "No, that's for little kids." What? And then I showed him the movie posters that we got, and then he was like, "Oh, that looks cool. I want to see it now." So. <laughs> So are we going to have to take him. Are we going to see Minions? No. Well, I'm not, no. <laughs> no. Leo's here. Look, we can okay, see it tomorrow. Okay. I might see it with Leo, but we're not, we don't need to review this on the podcast. I have actually heard really good reviews from it. From five-year-olds? I'm not looking at five-year-old stuff. I'm just saying. Like, well, I God, think, I hope not. No, Otherwise, saying, I have to call like, the police. Like on, like on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. It's gotten really good reviews. Minions Rise of Gru made $129 million domestically in its opening weekend. Because, of course, it did. Yeah, because, of course, it did. Yeah. People love Michael Scott. Back to things that I love. Everything, everywhere, all at once comes out on Blu-ray this Tuesday. And if you're a Blu-ray loser like me... I'm the only one. I, I'm the only person I know that still buys Blu-rays. But I only buy Blu-rays when it's a movie I really love. Like I think the last Blu-ray I bought might have been Endgame. So that was a few years okay. ago. Interesting. No, I think no. I bought John Wick three. I think that mm. that came out after. Yeah, okay. but it's been a while. But when it's a movie I really truly love, I like. I'm like the collector. I like to collect my favorite movies on Blu-ray. Uh, Walmart has an exclusive Blu-ray. That I'll be uh, most likely getting on Tuesday. There's no. I love getting the steelbook versions because, and the Walmart one looks like it's a steelbook, but it doesn't say steelbook. So you don't have to Google it. I already tried. No, I was looking up something else. What? I was wondering, like, if what kind of extra stuff they're getting on the Blu-ray. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I'm sure there's plenty of deleted scenes and plenty there is of, a uh, blooper reel. Plenty of you get ten more minutes of dildo dildo slapping. <laughs> Spoiler alert! No, go up. That's the one, the white one. Mm-hmm. That's no, the one that's I want to cool. get. Yeah. yeah. So. That's very cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I'm just bad at Googling things. Do you have anything right. else? All at once uh, Blu-ray features. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as every movie. Uh, includes, includes audio commentary with yes. Daniels and more. Oh, hot dog fingers. Blooper reel. Yeah. Blooper it's reel. Just, okay. it, yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't know if there was something like really awesome that was on there. Do you have anything else? Uh, the only thing really that I got that I thought was uh, worth kind of talking about, um, and it's not a big deal, but there have been a, a little bit of breadcrumbs being dropped about the upcoming Deadpool 3 movie. Okay. Uh, writer Rhett, Rhett Reese, no relation to Joshua Reese. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, for reals. Uh, he kind of teased uh, on the Bro Bibles podcast. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for a fish out of water. Deadpool is a lunatic at the center of at the center of the movie to drop a lunatic into a very sane war- world. It's straight butter. It's going to be f- really fun. Mm. So that does sound fun. So like getting Deadpool like in a sane world, like the like the actual MCU, the MCU. universe, yeah. and just have like Deadpool like what the fuck, bro? Right. <laughs> that would be really interesting to see, and we haven't really seen a. A Deadpool in a universe like that. I wonder if Josh Brolin's coming back as Cable. That would be cool. Because, I mean, he did stick around at the end of Deadpool 2. Another note from uh, Rhett Reese in the same chat. They said they haven't seen Morbius, and we haven't (laughs) even seen the means, but now it's on our (laughs) radio. Oh, my God. There's going to be Morbius jokes. <laughs> that's what Deadpool is so good at. That's that's why people love the movies the right. most because it's really funny. There's going to be a Morbin time for sure. <laughs> there's gonna, yeah, there's going to be just the part where he's like, "You guys ready? You guys ready, team? You know what it's is it? Morbin time. X Force, right? He's like, right. X Force, you ready? It's Morbin time. <laughs> uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm really interested, and in, you know they keep on saying that it's going to be a rated R Deadpool. As a that, I mean, if they're movie, still if they're so? still writing it, like when is that? It's probably not coming out till twenty twenty four, maybe. Yeah, or maybe like maybe next summer. Who knows? Nowadays they release trailers right before the movie comes out. Oh well, for sure. But this is like one of the more excited I am movies. I'm excited about. Oh yeah, Deadpool one really and they were both awesome. Mm-hmm. I have both of those Blu rays as well. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the last thing I have is uh, R Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years in prison, and he's currently on Suicide Watch. Wow. 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 Fuck wow. that guy. Look, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not for people killing themselves unless you're like R. Kelly, someone who's really a terrible person. He seems like a douche canoe. Well, he's worse than a douche. I mean, yeah. he's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. 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 Awful person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not really much more you can say about that. Go fuck yourself, R. Kelly. Go fuck yourself, R. Kelly. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess the last thing we're doing before we review Stranger Things and the Boys is uh, it's time to do our top ten favorite dramatic movies of all time, mm-hmm. favorite dramas, top ten dramas. Now, in this, we also encapsulated thrillers and yeah. westerns. So this is this is a a right. genre that kind of captured a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, exactly. Uh, do you want to go first? Shall I go first? How you can are we go doing first. this this week? Okay. Go first. All right. Um, so starting off at number ten 
for me is a classic, and that's the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, I've never, I've never seen it. Really good movie. That's the one where he says, "Do you feel lucky?" Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the iconic. I mean, it's one of the most iconic lines ever. They've got the little stare down. Uh, Iconic. Uh, Nice. So number nine, Training Day. Oh, uh, Denzel Washington. That was his uh, best. That was his Oscar. It was a very, very good movie. No, he was amazing in that movie. Yeah, I want to say, sure. when I was putting this list together, I had probably 30 movies. This was probably the toughest of everything to cut down. Way tougher than action for me. No, I didn't have that much problem because a lot of my favorite action movies are superhero films. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my dramas are also like have action elements as well. Where in this one, I tried to pick movies that didn't have... A ton of action. There's still movies on my list that have action in it, but I tried to separate it as much as possible. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, So number eight, Uh Inside Man. Oh, that was good. Really good movie. Loved it. Twist, really fun. Right. Uh, Number seven, this may be a little controversial. My brother, when I told it to him, he's like, what the fuck? But (laughs) I really, really love this movie. Castaway. Sure, Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah, my brother's like, oh, he only said like five words in the movie, and I was like, exactly. I was like, it's more than just the words; it's well, the drama of him trying to get off the. No, that was amazing acting. Yes, that, I mean Tom Hanks. Do you have Forrest Gump on there as well? And then I have Forrest Gump. This is no? my only Tom Hanks movie. Okay. Uh, number six, there will be blood. Yeah, really, really, really good. fucking good. Daniel, Daniel Day, Day Lewis, Lewis, man. Yeah, he's excellent. Daniel Day Lewis. Stole the fucking movie. You need to see Gangs of New York. I need to see Gangs of New York. Because he's amazing in that as well. Uh, number five, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Wait, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. It was oh, good. Oh, I thought you haven't seen it. No, I saw it within the last year or two. It All was right. really good. Good, in your top five. Yeah. That's acceptable. Uh, number four, Fight Club. Yeah, Fight, Fight Club. Club. Amazing. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Number three, Braveheart. Braveheart. Okay. Amazing movie. That's like an action movie, right? No, it's drama. It's he's trying to get away from the British. Okay. He's trying to get the British out of Scotland. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Number two, No Country for Old Men. This is an amazing movie. Yeah, it really is good. I just don't like the ending. Really? Okay. The ending's so anticlimactic. But but what's his name? Javier Bardem is one of the best villains ever. For sure. In that movie. Um, and number one, no surprise to people who uh, remember my top five movies of all time list, but number one is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Really good. It's a drama. Wow. Yeah. Has that always been like your number one? Yeah, I guess so. Just because I've watched it so many times. I know uh, everything from the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, No Country from Old Men was uh, way up there. It was really hard to decide in between the two. But movies that didn't make my, uh, my top list was Everything All, Where, all the Way at Once. Everything, Everything, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. once. The Django, the social network. There's tons of movies. Yeah. Well, see, I was trying to decide, like, is is everything everywhere all at once considered a drama? But there was someone, I can't remember who it was in our Facebook group, and he was right. Really, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Because it touches so many things. Right. It's a comedy. It's a drama. It's a thriller. It's a little of everything. Well, then I guess I'm putting it in my list. Oh, shit. He's updating it yeah. as we speak. I am. I, I can't do this. This you, know, you have no idea how painful <laughs> these lists are for me. 
You have no idea. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, this isn't right at all. But like, I, I would just change it every every time I look at the list. I want to change it and rearrange shit. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, as of today, July 3rd, 11.30 p.m., this is my top 10 list. But ask me tomorrow and it might change. <laughs> But I think this t- I think this top ten's good. Okay. I think it's just it's just the rearrangement is what changes. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I left out Wolf of Wall Street only because I consider it a comedy. Right. Like when you watch Wolf of Wall Street, you laugh more than you're like, oh no, or the drama. Mm-hmm. Like it's more about the comedy in For that sure. movie. Yeah. The, like so I was gonna say next week we should do like top ten comedies. Okay, yeah, I'm down with that. Because Wolf of Wall Street will be on there. Okay, I'm very excited for that one too, and that's gonna be difficult as well. But all right, number ten. Number ten. And this one is a comedy drama as well, but I feel like it's more of a drama. Okay. Number ten is The Truman Show. Jim, Jim Carrey. Perry. Okay. You know, I've I've always been a big fan of Jim Carrey, and you could bet your ass that next week for our uh, my top ten comedies. Although comedy's another one where there I'm, might be an Ace Ventura on there. There, there. Well, there's going to be probably a couple oh, of Jim shit. Carrey movies. Dumb but, and Dumber. Dumb oh. and Dumber. Yeah. Um, yeah, for top ten, for <laughs> top ten Jim Carrey movies. I might have to do top twenty five <laughs> comedies next week. But, but no, I thought Truman Show is a great movie. This mm. was the first time he really showed that he could act dramatically, and yeah. he was even nominated for it. I think it was a. Uh, a Golden Globe, but I don't think he won. But was he, he nominated have. anything for uh, Eternal Sunshots? Or what was maybe a maybe a Golden mind? Globe, but he never get he never he tried for the Oscars. He won for Man on the Moon, uh, Golden Globe. But, okay, mm, but he okay. can never get an Oscar. All right, so number ten, Truman Show. Number nine, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I've seen it twice. So. Anyone that knows me, I see my favorite movies over and over and over again. So it's only number nine right now because I've only seen it <laughs> twice. If I end up seeing it a bunch of times, it definitely has a good chance of moving up. What, what was taken out? I took out Wolf of Wall Street. I took out Because Wolf it really Street. is okay. a comedy more than a drama. All right, all right. So that'll be on my list next week. Okay. Number eight, The Prestige. Christopher Nolan is about magicians. Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman fighting over who's the better magician. It's so awesome. It has multiple twists, and every twist, your jaw drops on the floor. I'm still... This movie came out in 2006? Yes. 2006, and I'm still processing it to this day. I'm still not exactly sure what happened at the end. That's how good it is. Because there's so many theories, and all the theories actually make sense. Mm. Like, back when IMDb had the message boards... I would be. I was on that shit for the prestige for like a month. I was like, "What the hell? What what happened?" I'm gonna add that to my watch list. You gotta okay. see it, man. Right. It's so good. Michael Keane's in it as well because hmm. Christopher Nolan. You can't make a movie without him. Uh, number seven, Fight Club. Love Fight yeah. Club. Fight Club's amazing. I mean, that's you know, it's uh, pretty pretty self explanatory. Mm. The movie's awesome. I, I love the scene where uh, Brad Pitt picks on the guy that works at the what was it a gas station. And he, he's like, what do you actually want to be? And he tells him, like, he wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm. He's just working at a gas station. He's like, you're not living up to your full potential. Right, right. He's like, I'm going to check on. I'm going to check in on you. Takes and if you're license. not on the way to becoming a veterinarian, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, sometimes people need that push. But sometimes. Uh, number six, The Departed. Mm, okay. 
You've seen The Departed. Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Mark Wahlberg won an Oscar. Hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Maybe I haven't seen it. Jack you haven't seen it? Jack it's Nicholson about the Irish mob. This is actually a remake from an old, uh, well, not an old, but a, a Chinese film that that came out like a I think five or six years before. What's the it? other one about the uh, mob from uh, uh, the town? Uh, uh, the town. Ben the Affleck. Town. Yeah, with Ben Affleck. That's the no, one. The that town I've seen. is like a cheap knockoff of The Departed. The Departed's way better. Mm, okay. And and again, the twist in that movie and it. Oh my! I'm not going to spoil it for you then if you haven't seen it. But okay. I love The Departed. Number five, Moneyball. You know what I just realized? What? I must really love Brad Pitt. <laughs> Fight funny. Club, Moneyball, number five, baseball movie. Oh my God, Jonah Hill. That was. It's good. about the Oakland A's in two thousand one, two thousand two. That was um, when they were trying to trade for Jason Giambi, right? No, they lost Jason. Jason, Giambi. they lost Jason Giambi, and that's why they went to the Moneyball system. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. True yeah, story. Yeah. Very true story. And it's yeah. so good. Chris Pratt, before he was like even that famous, is in it. He has a small Chris role. Chris Pratt was in it. Yeah, he's Hatterberg, the first baseman they get. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. The the best scene is the trade deadline. It's like this seven minute scene of him trying to get a pitcher he wants, and it just really takes you in, like as a fan, to see how like trading works. And right. it's so End awesome. Of the war, 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 war room. Excuse me. Yeah. Jesus. Number four, Django Unchained. <laughs> you do have a little... That's two Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> movies. That's... Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. You've got yourself a little uh, little complex there, buddy. Maybe. Yeah. Well, they're just in the movies I like. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio is... I mean, him and De Niro are like the top two actors ever, I think. I, I, I tussled with Django for so long. Django. Django. And just ultimately, I was like, you know, it just it feels more like an action movie. You know, I know there's a lot of drama and stuff like that. But well, a, it's a Western. It's a Western, too. It's right? a Western, which is what we, what, we what said. We Westerns are. Yeah. 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 Come on now. You're right. You're right. The action's like doesn't last that long in the movie. That's why I don't consider it like straight up action. I mean, yeah, it's a Western first, but. Right, right. Uh, number three, Reservoir Dogs. I've loved that movie since... What? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. No, again, an amazing twist in that one. This is the movie that put Tarantino on the map. This came out before Pulp Fiction. Mm. This is what... Yeah, this is what made him, you know, huge. Okay. Uh, number two, my third Brad Pitt film, Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Is that your third Quentin Tarantino film, too? It is. <laughs> well, they're, they're all next to each other. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And Gloria's Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Christopher Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Is amazing. Again, one of the best movie villains of all time as the Jew Hunter. Yeah. Hans Landa. He's amazing. Quentin Tarantino considers this film his masterpiece, and I agree. Okay. The last lines in the film are, I think this may just be my masterpiece. And, it, and it's not Quentin Tarantino saying it, but it is Quentin Tarantino <laughs> looking right into the camera and telling you this, this is my masterpiece. Well, he wrote and the I, line. And, and when I saw it, I was like, yes, you're right, sir. This is, your ma- this is a masterpiece. If you haven't seen Inglourious Bastards, it has first Inglourious Bastards and Django Unchained are two of the greatest endings of all time, like yep. for films. Sure. They're so good. And then my number one. Come as no surprise, obviously, it was number one in my all-time movie list, Goodfellas. Yeah. 
Not a shocker there. Not a shocker. But a good movie. Good movie. An amazing movie. Martin Scorsese. Robert De Niro. I yeah. was so sad when Joe Pesci didn't get his own. Spoiler his, alert. I think it's, uh, <laughs> unless there's other people like me out there that have not seen the movie. It's been 32 it's years. It's been 32 years. <laughs> but really, my heart, my heart's, my heart cried. Well, who so would have thought, sad. I mean, who, you know, who would have thought Ray Liotta would be dead before De Niro and Pesci? Right. The rat? Oh I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Right. And then, it, then like, I think it was like a week or two after when I told you I saw this movie, you're like, that's a true story. And I was like, what the fuck? It's a true story? Yeah. I was like, that blew my mind. Yeah. I couldn't believe the guy was still alive. Is he still alive now? No. Okay. Well, which guy? The Ray, the Ray no, Liotta No, no, character. he died. He died like 10 years ago. But not from the mob, right? No. Okay. No. Interesting. Still interesting. Yep. Good movie. No, oh, don't say good. It has, Great it movie. Has, it's in my top five, too. It has arguably the best uh, long take ever. The scene where they were, were the first, not their first date, but their real first date, where he takes her mm-hmm. to that club and they go through the kitchen. You remember that? Yeah. Like they go, Vaguely. they don't go through the front of the club. They go through the back way mm-hmm. and they walk through the kitchen and it's like this three minutes. That's all one take. That's mm-hmm. one camera shot. That's like a hundred people all having to like, you know, coordinate like where they're walking and everything. Do it's everything awesome. perfectly. Yeah. Do everything perfectly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So good fellas. All right. Now let's read some fan submissions. Interesting. For their top 10 or top five. Looking Samoa John. to it. Samoa John, uh, top five dramas. He had Wolf of Wall Street, Pulp Fiction, No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. Goodfellas, and Shawshank Redemption, which if I made this list a little longer, I would have Shawshank Redemption. I haven't seen it. I know I need to see it. It's on my list. Yeah. His honorable mentions, I guess his top ten, True Romance, which was written by Tarantino, Logan, uh, The Road, Stand By Me. Uh, yeah. What is The Road? I don't know. But uh, D. Barry, Knives Out, Taxi Driver. Again, if I made this a little longer, Taxi Driver would be on there. Seven. Seven's amazing, but it's just too sad for me. Mm. Uh, American Psycho, yep. Silence of the Lambs, Pulp Fiction, Wolf of Wall Street, Godfather 2, Parasite, and his number one is The Departed. Okay. There was a while where Departed was my number one. Yeah. Um. Luis Vasquez, Freedom Writers. I don't know what that is. Titanic. Uh, Titanic. Innocent yeah. Voices. I think that's a foreign film. Uh, Curious Cage of Benjamin Button. Mm. Goodwill Hunting. Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. The Wrestler. The Wrestler's really good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mickey mm-hmm. Rourke. Uh, Joker. Walking Phoenix. Wolf of Wall Street and Forrest Gump. Lots of Wolf of Wall Street. I guess people thought it was more of a drama. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's close. It, it's on that edge. I mean, it is a comedy drama, so... <laughs> That's also going to be in a lot of people's next week. <laughs> of course. Joey Montez, top 10, uh, top 10 drama. Knives Out, uh, Patriot's Day, 8 Mile, Goodfellas and Glorious Bastards, Training Day, American History X, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker and Wolf of Wall Street as his number one. Oh, Patriot's Day. That's the one with Marky Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark. Yeah, this was after the bombing at the Boston Marathon. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was thinking, I wonder what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the one with George Clooney. That's the Peace, Peace Man? The Patriot? No, that's yeah. that's uh, that's Mel Gibson. Yeah, 
know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Kimmett, number 10, The Truman Show, uh, Train Spotting in Bruges, 24 Hour Party People, Frank, Zero Dark Thirty, that's about them killing Bin Laden. Oh, that was on my top 15, yeah. One mm-hmm. Night in Miami, Sorry to Bother You, I feel is a straight up comedy. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't consider that a drama at all, but um, it's your list. Uh, Schindler's li- well, Schindler's List. <laughs> Speaking of list, yeah, Schindler's that's a list. sad movie. Yes, and uh, Filth. What is Filth? I don't know. It sounds familiar. This was an interesting list, buddy. Uh, this Frank movie seems uh, pretty bananas. Oh, Filth is James McAvee. Yeah, I never saw that. Mm. I don't even. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, it looks familiar, but I never saw it. Carlos Ramirez. Uh, he's got Joker, Silver Linings Playbook. I like that movie. Uncut Gems. Uh, never saw it. Ghost. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, Patrick Swayze. Right. Memento. Memento's really good. Christopher Nolan. Man on Fire. Excellent. Man on Fire. Denzel. Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Uh, Sixth Sense is a horror, but, you know, it's your list. We've looked it up. Yes. Zodiac is also a horror, but Zodiac is great. I guess Zodiac. No, no, Zodiac's a thriller. So Zodiac, Zodiac fits this who's a, this who's list. A Zodiac? What was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Robert Gyllenhaal. Downey Jr. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I saw that last year, and it, it's great. And then uh, Blood In, Blood Out. I don't. I'm, I never saw that one. Mm. Andy Picconi, Taxi Driver, Shawshank, Training Day, The Departed, Rain Man, Tom Cruise, and Rain uh, Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Oh yeah. What the? F- um, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of it. God, my brain hurts. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. Then we got Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Godfather, Goodfellas, and A Few Good Men. That's, you know what? I a thought good about men's A Good Few one. Men. That was top 15 for sure. A Few Good Men is uh, Joe's favorite mm. movie. Yeah. It's, for me, the end, men, is ama- the end is amazing. The end is the best thing about the movie, the whole in movie. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. The, the rest of the movie was a little bit you know, kind of slow for me, but it was Great up there. ending. Amir, Legend with Tom Hardy. I didn't like, I didn't really like Legend. Legend? Honestly. He plays uh, uh, these Boston uh, mafia guys from like the 60s. It's a true story, hmm. but they're twins. So he plays two roles. Um, I just didn't like the, f- and again, a very sad movie. Oh. Uh, then we have Gangs of New York. Again, excellent. Like I've said, Public Enemies, The Town, uh, Rush. I've always wanted to see Rush. Isn't that a sports? I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's about uh, racing. About F1 racers, right? Yeah. Then we got Taxi Driver, Donnie Brasco, Pulp Fiction, Departed, and Goodfellas is number one. Goodfellas up there. Nice. That's got Chris Hemsworth. He was an uh, English playboy. Yeah. Yeah, so F1. And then uh, Rampager, uh, Training Day is his number one, followed by Crash. Crash was really good. Uh, Rocky, Traffic, and Inglorious Bastards. So a lot of Pulp Fiction's. Mm-hmm. Lots of good fellas, the departed, lots of training days. So oh, yeah. I think we're all hitting in the same general area, there, fellas. Of course, so, so we're all there. I didn't hear any castaways though, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, didn't hear any castaways. But I'll be honest, Titanic, no wonderful life, no, no, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. That should be up there, guys. It's a good fucking movie. You should watch it. All right, it's a subjective, <laughs> but Titanic, really good. I prop maybe that. Should be bumped up a little bit in my my movie rankings. You know, it's interesting. I saw Titanic. Obviously, I was a little kid, and at the, I haven't seen it as an adult. 
But when I was a kid, I I actually got emotional when Leo died. Yeah, I cry every and, time like a baby. And because I was a kid, I rejected the movie and I hated it. Like, I hated the movie because it made me so upset. Ah, uh, that's funny. So maybe I should see it as an adult. But even then, I would, like, talk shit about Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh, he's not a good actor. I was just a dumb teenager. But I was really just suppressing my my love for Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I mean, look, I named my son Leonardo. <laughs> and it's basically because of the Ninja Turtle and Leonardo DiCaprio. The- yeah. And also, I mean, Leonardo's a great, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, it's sure, just, there's sure, a lot sure, of sure. great men that are associated with the name Leonardo. But number one is the Ninja Turtle. Um, number two is Titanic. Uh, no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I had to, uh, I remember when I, when I decided on the Leonardo name and uh, one of my ex's relatives was like, you didn't actually name it. I was telling people, I was like, yeah, after the Ninja Turtle. And then she was like, you didn't actually name him after Ninja Turtle, right? And I was like, no, no, of course not. Ooh. And then I did like a Jim Halpert into the camera when she looked away like, I did. I did. <laughs> I totally did. And I'm not ashamed of it. So there you go. Thank you for your submissions. We're going to do top 10 comedies next week. You know, to keep this shorter, because we read a lot of lists, if you, could, if you guys could keep it to top five, that'd be great. I know I have no self-control. I'll probably have a top 25. 50, if anything, next for year. Comedies. Top 25 for sure, I think, <laughs> next week. Because comedies are not superhero movies. I mean, you could have Deadpool in there, but I won't have Deadpool. <laughs> I, won't, sure. I, won't, I won't have Deadpool since that's already, we already did the superhero list. But there's a lot of comedies in there. My there's God, Major League is amazing. <sighs> See, I want to keep that in sports. My Cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny, yeah. But it's still a comedy. I know, but that's why I like to try to separate them, because, I mean... It's got to be in there. It's... Sorry, it's got to be in there. You know what? Comedies, let's throw everything away. You could put whatever you want. Like, you like you could put Deadpool if you want. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is going to be a top 25. Yeah, well, pro- yeah. <sighs> Lord this Jesus. is all your fault, Josh. I can't... This is too <laughs> stressful for me. All right, now uh, let's talk about, or I guess I'll talk about, uh, season four of Stranger Things. Wow. So let me know what I've been missing. I'm I'm like the audience. I kind of feel bad because I'm going to spoil so much stuff. I'm fine. But you're never going to see it because you're a scaredy cat. You're not going to watch it. You just said Leo was scared from it. No, I said he wasn't. No, no, no. But, like, I forgot how good this show is because it's been three years since season three came out. Season three came out oh, shit. in 2019, and then season four was supposed to come out in 2020, and then COVID. So, so they it delayed took a it for whole so COVID long. COVID break? Yeah. Damn. They did. But not to mention, I mean,. We, we said the report a few weeks ago how, like, each episode cost $30 million to make or whatever. Right, something right? like that. Or each episode cost millions of dollars. The, the, se- the season finale was two and a half hours long. Stranger Things. Per episode, $30, 30 million. million. dollars. Per episode. Did you feel like you got $30 million worth? Yes. Okay. Well. Oh, my God. I mean, it's insane. It really is. It was nine episodes. I watched the entire series within the past... 
five days. My sister-in-law, like you, she just gobbled it up. She watched everything and everything the day it well, came out. Well, that's how Netflix twice. is anyways. Yeah. You know, they release it all at once. Or in this case, they did the first seven, and then like a couple, a month or two later, they released the, the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. But this show, it takes place in the 80s. I don't know how much you know about it at all. I you know, know it takes place in the 80s. I know it, yeah, I know it takes place in the 80s, and I know it gives everyone a big nostalgia feel. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, it that's, definitely that's does. That's pretty much all I know. I know it has something to do with Eggos or whatever. Like, whatever. Well, Eleven loves Eggo waffles, okay. which well, that was, I mean, it's still my favorite. I, that, when I was a kid, I like ate every morning was Eggo waffles, and now I'm kind of craving some. But <laughs> this show uses 80s songs better than movies that actually came out in the 80s did. Mm. Like we talked about Top Gun. Right. You know, we reviewed the new one, but we also kind of made fun of the first one where every time Tom Cruise and the love interest look at each other, and they look at each other both like, oh, oh. <laughs> Time to take my clothes off. This, this show, at the end of the finale, they use separate ways by journey in like the most serious manner. This is right before the final battle, and they're playing separate ways by journey. I'm like, no one else could do this. Like, mm. this is insane. Also, not to mention Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, uh, which was, like, kind of the entire show. Like, episode four was the best. Oh, my God. The, uh, oh, this show was so good. I forgot how good the show was. I, I think season... I think this has been probably the best season. It's It's been the best season since season one. Season two and three were still good. Okay. But this was, like, they explained so much... They like you didn't really know what was going on, like why there was. We never really knew why they were monsters the first three seasons, and this one explained why. Okay, and and that certainly that certainly made things better. But the kids making fun of Eleven in the first episode was straight up Carrie vibes, mm. and they also had uh, Victor this uh, Robert England who plays Freddy Krueger. You know, in the Friday the Thirteenth movies, okay, he played a character called Victor Creel. Um, that sounds like a villain. Well, yeah. Well, no, he wasn't though. Victor Creel wasn't. Oh, okay. He just birthed the villain. Oh, Lord Jesus! But I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, in a minute. Uh, yeah, episode four is my favorite. Hoppers. You had Hoppers escape from the Russians. It was like a James Bond escape, uh, although he did get caught again. But still, the, there was the gunfight in the house where those uh, agents. Busted in the house and shot up everyone. Uh, Max escaping Vecna in episode four, I think is my favorite moment in the entire episode because it was so emotional. And I was like jumping up and down my couch like, please make it, please make it. Because Max is my, I think Max is my favorite of the kid, of the children. Um, The Demi Gorgon fight was sweet. I think that was episode, uh, episode seven. Yeah. when. The prisoners finally fought the Demogorgon. You'll be really scared of them. Probably. Yeah. And uh, I knew that the friendly orderly was one, but I did not know that he was going to be Vecna, the main villain in the entire series. And I love that the show had the actor who plays Freddy Krueger spawn this show's Freddy Krueger. Because Robert England mm. is the father of the villain in this movie. Interesting. So it's like, oh, so Freddy Krueger gave birth to Freddy Krueger. Like, that's pretty cool. That's next level. Or he's the father, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, episode eight with Eleven bringing down the helicopter was an awesome moment. She's finally like has the full extent of her powers, and Papa fi- finally died. And I thought when he came back, I was like, wait, I thought he was dead already, but I misremembered the show because it's been so many years. But Papa finally died, and that was that was uh, nice to see because that guy was a piece of shit. Is that right, an actual Josh? Papa? No, he was just... Uh, Named Papa? He tortured Eleven for years. Aw. And he finally died. He got what he deserved. Good for him. What an asshole. And then I know you saw... You were telling me earlier you saw this one scene of the, the Metallica rock concert in hell. Oh, that was in hell? Well, it was in the Upside Down, which is basically hell. Okay. Yeah, no. My cousin posted something like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen it in my was. life. And I was like... It's just a kid playing Metallica. No, no, but you like, don't know why it was happening. I was like, happening. I don't understand. They're like, all yeah. these demons are chasing him. And, you know, it, so they, it's like, like it was cool. It was, it was part, of the, part of the plan was to get all these evil bats to go after them instead of the kids that were going to the house. Okay. So he just played Metallica very loudly to attract the evil bats What to you him. would do in hell. I got you. And he was like, are you ready for the most badass... Uh, the most badass concert in the history of the world. Like, <laughs> there's nothing cooler than having a rock concert in hell. They said it was the most metal thing ever. I mean, it was it was, it was metal. And speaking of Eddie, every season this show introduces new great characters. Hmm. Like season two, they introduced Max. Season three, they introduced Robin, who's Uma Thurman's daughter and looks just like her. By the way, wow. Okay. And this season they introduced Eddie, and Eddie was really cool, but sadly they took him away from us. He, you know, the the rock concert came with a price. Was he, he got the, eaten by bats? Was he the child or the adult? No, he was the one with oh, the he, guitar. Aw, he played a really good guitar. Well, he did, but they took him away from us. Damn. He was awesome. I have a weird feeling because of where this show went that he might be back next season as a villain. No, just Dying like in hell. That seems like a pretty bad because people that seem to die in the upside down don't. Well, I guess they do, but I have a feeling like everyone's going to come back to kill this fucking guy at the the season finale of season five. Because they're only doing one more season. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, I thought this was it, so it's not. I kind of felt like it should have been, because, I mean, two uh, and a half hours for the season finale, holy shit. Uh-oh. But the build to the end was so good. The flamethrower to, like, to all the demigorgons and, and Hopper got the sword and cut the last one's head off was amazing. Eleven overpowering Vecna was awesome. Nancy putting Vecna down with her shotgun was awesome. Uh, but then he disappeared, and it was all too late because Max died, and all the portals opened up. However, Eleven thankfully used her powers to bring Max back to life. But now she's in a coma. Mm. I just hope she's not permanently blind. Because this guy like blows out your eyeballs. Uh, and he didn't get to that point with her, but it got to the point where she couldn't see anymore. So like the head popper on the boys. Basically. Except eyes. And the show ends with the Upside Down starting to infiltrate the town of Hawkins. So this last season is just going to be straight up insanity. I don't know how they can top this season. How can you top $30 million per episode? <laughs> They're like, we're going to need $50 million per episode. <laughs> and each episode's two and a half hours. Each episode <laughs> is a movie. Uh, so interesting little facts. They said uh, Stranger Things racked up 7.2 billion minutes of streaming <sighs> viewership in the U.S. alone right. from May to June. Yeah. June 5th. Well, each, um, the episode's like average at an hour and a half. So like, you know, 
Nine episodes, an hour and a half each. Apparently, this is the highest one week total since uh, the company began tracking the data two years ago. Yeah, I'm sure Squid Game had that until this came out. Uh, let's see. As the final two episodes of season four were released at 3 a.m. on Friday, fans also briefly crashed Netflix's platform. Mm. So I guess people were just way excited to see this. Of course. I, I, give, the, I give this season hmm, like a nine or nine and a half out of ten. Really? The only good? the only criticism scary is no, it's a horror show. It's supposed to be a little scary. <laughs> My only criticism, it's just a little too long. It's a little too long. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, the bill was great, but each episode doesn't have to be an hour and a half. The season finale didn't certainly didn't have to be two and a half hours. It's just a little long. Does it, it, it gets tiring to watch TV for that long? Does it fly by or does it or is there moments like Oh, this is kind of dragging. No, I mean, it's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's times where it's like, you know, it's it's dragging a little bit. Like, they could have just moved things along here. But still, it's amazing. So are you it's full totally of, worth uh, it. Are you full of member berries from this, from like the 80s, 90s? No, I mean, I was, no? I was born in 86. We're born around the same time. I remember a lot of stuff from the 80s and 90s. Uh, I mean, this season has not been that much, hasn't had that much nostalgia. The first season, okay. I think the first few seasons, ugh, first few seasons did. I mean, they worked, some of the characters worked at a, a video rental store. What's that? Well, that's not 80s. I mean, that, that was a thing until 2010. Right. So, that's, yeah. It's still a thing. But no, there, there was, Alaska. I think in season two, they went to see Back to the Future. Oh. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nostalgia in the first few seasons. This one was all about the villain and Eleven and <clears throat> yeah. How did Eleven get powers? She was well. You watch the fucking show, Josh. I want to watch it. She was experimented on. They used yeah. they used one. Uh, they experimented on one and gave his powers to a bunch of other kids. Eleven was one of them. Like what? There was a very funny, subtle COVID joke. In the beginning of the first episode, because she said, oh, and, and Joyce has a new job. She gets to work from home. Like, that was all they did, but it was like, oh, we get it. That was clever. Clever. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I. it's funny, because when the show, when we were talking about this a few months ago on Hogwash, I was like, yeah, Stranger Things season four, but whatever. That was years ago. I'm, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot how awesome this show is. I mean, I, I, I will say it is very popular, and it just, like, swaths of people love this It's really this not that scary. Why don't you watch the first episode? If he gets, and if it gets too scary, then turn it off. Does it get scary in the first episode? <laughs> oh, no, it's been so old. It's like 2016, <laughs> I think, is the first season. They go to hell. That seems scary. Yeah. Well, give it a shot. If it gets scary, you can always turn it off. That's right. That's what I do every time I try to watch The Sixth Sense. I can always turn it off and go back to Toy Story. <laughs> Just watch Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. Oh, Woody. Oh, Woody and Buzz. Buzz and Woody. Woody. Oh. Oh, thank God. Slinky Dog. All right, let's talk about something that we can both talk about. Yes. I'm ready to talk about it. Another amazing show. Episode 7 of The Boys. Oh, my God. The twist. Oh, 
Oh, the end. Oh. Don't, don't go well, there no, yet. I'm not there. Don't but, go there yet. But Jesus, I mean, this Jesus. Sh- this show is like onions. You, you just wrap some. <laughs> there's so many layers to this fucking show. I know. It's amazing. I know. Uh. Aren't you glad we get to do a podcast where we talk about things we like? <sighs> yes. <laughs> it is nice. It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. That's why, like, when we see, you know, we see... Jurassic World and it's like oh no this isn't no no why why are we saying oh, this but at least we get to watch the boys the boys so Ashley goes on VNN to dispute Starlight's claims and the host attributes it to Homelander dumping her he's like oh it's just a lover scorn because of Homelander no, and then why? he says I wonder if Starlight's actions could be considered treason and then she's like me too <laughs> Ashley's such a yes man. You know, it's just She's the worst. it's so funny because there's so many parallels to yeah. real life and shit like that. It just makes me laugh. Well, the, yeah, the, I the mean, fake you know. news just isn't reporting anything they want you to hear. Yeah, you see these media guys here, but they're not reporting anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get to all the side characters first. All their little subplots that aren't as important. So mm-hmm. we have deep, deep's entire. Like yeah, the, this episode is just him trying to have a three-way with an this octopus and his season, wife. He's been fucking octopuses this whole season. Th- this episode, <laughs> he just wants his wife to fucking octopus. <laughs> she, he goes, he's like, you know, I think it's time we add another, another and partner. She, and she's like, well, okay, I'm kind of down with that. You know, we could add <laughs> and a third. Of course, here. you knew what he was gonna do. <laughs> I knew. Pulls out a, fucking a, octopus. a giant octopus. <laughs> And it's sucking his dick or fucking it. I don't know what it's so, doing. Yeah, so Is I it guess, sucking him off or fucking it? I have no clue. So I guess Where's the mouth on the octopus? Something like that. She's all laying on the side. Yeah. And like he, she's he's oh, still and then he the goes, noises. And then he goes, he wants to taste you. And then the, <laughs> the, one, of the one of the tentacle. tentacles touches her leg and she's like, no, no. Oh God! Also, haven't seen any, uh, anything from Peta about any of this stuff. So, well, it's I think all it might CGI. <laughs> it's all CGI. Yeah, no awards. You mean no awards? <laughs> also, uh, A Train is alive. I told you. I want to say this was the most amazing way they could bring back A A Train. Oh my God! <laughs> they gave him Blue Hawks Blue Hawks heart. <laughs> well, okay, so. Before the episode came on, you saw a little uh, little bl- blurb just about like how this yeah. episode is going to have a, a suicide. depiction of suicide. And at that moment, I was like, oh, A-Train, he's hanging himself uh-huh. or something like that. It did get darker after that. But I, I just want to say the Blue Hawk reveal. They, they gave him Blue Hawk's heart. <laughs> and now he could run again. And she actually gives him a fake story to tell the press about Herogasm. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because... You know, we've hated A-Train since the first episode. Right. I mean, like, the first episode. He blows up Robin, mm-hmm. Huey's girlfriend. But he He's finally... a piece of shit. And now that something's happened to him, to his brother... Right. It seems like he's going to have a redemption arc. It seems like that, but we all know that he's going back to Homelander. Right? Right? He can't. No? There, where's, there's, I don't know. I feel like that's the arc. Unless they're trying to just throw us. They have done that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, then black. Then we have Black Noir, and Black Noir was this was like Deadpool. I, I like this was like Deadpool meets Black Noir. Like I don't know. It was no, like for sure, like a mute version of Deadpool. Yeah, I, I wanted to say I wish we could have grabbed some of that audio, just of his whole thing in there with all those characters. Yeah, the them doing the uh, the Soldier Boy with that. 
with that pelican or whatever the fuck he was. Oh, my the God. Oh, my <laughs> it was God. amazing. And that whole thing, you know, he goes there because I guess that's a safe space for him. Black Duar has some somewhere. cartoon friends that help him out with his fears. His fears. But no, like, remember in Deadpool 1 where he gets stabbed in the head mm-hmm. and then he's laying next to his girlfriend and he sees all those cartoons and they all start having sex? Like, that's what they this, these cartoons reminded me of. Right. We find out that Soldier Boy stopped Black Noir from getting a movie role. What was it? Um, Beverly Hills Beverly Cop? Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he was going to get it before Eddie Murphy. He was going to get, he was going to be <laughs> Axl Rose, but he was like, fuck that. You're not leaving. You're not going to do anything bigger than I'm going to, I'm going to be in. Yeah. He fucked him up. Fucked him up. Took out his brains. You know, what was great is they Dude. had the actors do their voices for these cartoon versions oh, of yeah. themselves. No, it was great. Yeah. You got the soldier boy Falcon just fucking people up. It was great. Right. And then we found out that they all turned on Soldier Boy because Stan Edgar wanted to replace Soldier Boy with Homelander. Stan Edgar the squirrel, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's eating the peanuts or whatever, and he's like, and uh, um, uh, did you not eat peanuts? I'm yeah. allergic. He's a- he just keeps eating them. <laughs> great. Great, great. That begs great. the question. Like, yeah, okay. So Homelander was created in a lab, mm-hmm. but did he have to grow up, or was he just? Did he just go he from had- baby to? He well, he always grew up in the lab. I imagine they just kept on doing testing. But why would they want to? If 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 Homelander was just a baby in the eighties, mm-hmm. why did they decide to get rid of Soldier Boy then? Because they knew that they he would, was coming up. I would imagine. Yeah, but he was a baby. Why not do it in twenty years when Homelander's a grown adult? Well, also, or did Homelander grow early? No, I don't think it grew early. I just think it was the 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 knowing that he was coming up next. Also, with, but then what does Vought do for twenty years? Then you just do with ever, with everybody else. Okay, that's what I. That's my thinking. Yeah, because it it ties in. Are you going to talk about Maeve? Yeah. Okay. We find out that Homelander's keeping Maeve in a cell, and uh, she gets excited when she sees a bruise on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else were you going to say about Maeve? Well, I was just going to say because the the reveal here is that Homelander is only keeping Maeve alive so he can harvest her eggs. As soon as he offers her eggs, she's going to offer. Yeah. And it's the kind of same thing that with uh, with Soldier Boy. They're only keeping Soldier Boy alive yeah. until they know that there's something else coming down the pipe. Then they off Soldier Boy and send him off to Russia. First, it's got to come out of his pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where then Homelander hosts a rally for a politician and... He almost fries someone in the crowd because he thought he was Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, though, Hom- Homelander calms his nerves by milking a cow and drinking the milk. That was such, such like a, a deeply sickening, like erotic yeah. thing. He was doing it all sexily. Like he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> and Vicky catches him. Uh, Forgot what she said, but it was pretty funny. Got milk. Probably not. No, it was not got milk. And then M.M. confronts his ex-wife husband because he took his daughter to the Homelander rally because he's a he's a Homelander Trumper or what? I don't know. He's a Trumper. He's a Trumper for he's a mark for Homelander. He believes everything Homelander's saying. M.M. is 100 percent right. Why the fuck would you take some young person to that type of rally? Yeah, I stand with M.M. Right. He knocks out. He knocks him out in front of his daughter. Yeah. But now he's turned into a monster. Well, or, I don't know. I mean, At least the ex-wife was like agreeing that she shouldn't have gone to the rally. Yeah. Uh, Kamiko asked Starlight to get Compound V for her so she can get her powers back so that she could always protect Frenchie. That's sweet. <laughs> I, that is sweet. But I can't, 
I'm annoyed that they haven't given Frenchie a name. Because, like, you know, they're all intimate and everything. And she's yeah. like, I love you, Frenchie. Right. It's so weird. You know, and that's just a minor nit. And Kimiko also tells Frenchie that their kiss was weird. Right. Because they're family. And yeah. Frenchie's like. No. Frenchie's, Frenchie's like, you know, I've. No. I've, no. She friend zoned him. I don't think it was friend zone. She friend zoned him. I think it meant that they were more than just boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, they're like f- they're brother and sister. No. Okay, if if that was the case, why wouldn't they just kiss again? Mm. Yeah, she she friend zoned him, bro. I don't know. She friend zoned him. I'm you can see the disappointment in his face when she's like, "We're family," and he's like, "Oh, okay." Fuck. Fuck. But she wanted to she wanted to plow in that in that um She didn't want to plow. She and, gave him a kiss. And she wanted to keep kissing, right? When she was sick at and, the time, but I guess her mm. his you know, him running away like a pussy. Come on, Frenchie, but yeah, that's a total She she move. friends she friend zoned him. Mm-hmm. I told you, Josh, that's what happens. When a woman wants to do it, if you don't give it to her, you get friend zone, Josh. I got friend zone. Yeah. Yeah. I was a total fucking Frenchie without the meth or yeah. whatever he's doing, Crystal. Uh, so Starlight breaks into Vought, but Homelander finds her and he tells her recant everything or else he's going to kill Huey. However, Starlight outsmarted him because she was live on TikTok the entire time. Fucking amazing. That was Hey, great. you shouldn't be here while we're, oh, we're, we're running doing, lines. We're running lines. <laughs> and he's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he's like pissed so yeah starlight gets the compound v and kimiko gets her powers back well the the other thing in this episode was that she also when she was getting the compound v she was digging through notes and stuff like that yeah and she found out that the that the v24 yeah will kill people within three to five doses Yep. So that's why huey had the brain leakage so they're gonna have to find some soup that has jesus powers yeah <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and she calls she calls Butcher, tells Butcher the bad news, and after Butcher has been through all this shit that he... I don't well, know, that's why I was going to wait. Well, no, I'm just saying, but, like, you know, he refuses to, to give it yeah. to... Yeah. Because okay, in the end, he's really just a pussy. He's just in a, a pussy. You know? He's a bitch. Yeah. All right, on to the main stuff. We got Soldier Boy jerking off to some old ladies... <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, it was Paul Reiser's maids. What well, What did he say? Uh, even He's like, though oh, they older, age like fine wine. <laughs> the older they are, the sweeter the time these old is maids. Like oh God! Oh my God! The old titties just uh, yeah. <laughs> they were masturbating, and he was masturbating. It was uh it, yeah. It was weird. It was quite the herogasm. <laughs> uh, Butcher and Huey help Soldier Boy track down Mindstorm, but he gets in Butcher's mind and traps him in an old traumatizing memory of his father beating him and he realizes that he became just like his father Mm -hmm. teenage butcher runs away from home leaving his little brother lenny behind resulting in lenny shooting himself in the head yeah very sad very very emotional scene Mm -hmm. my god they woke him up right as he was Right yeah. afterwards, yeah, it's a terrible time to wake up from a dream. He realizes that he's been treating Huey the same way he treated his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very powerful moments. I did like how Huey, I guess, had a little bit of humanity left inside of him. Yeah, when he tried to tried to get what was it, Mastermind, Mindstorm, Mindstorm away. Yeah, and then he 
you know, portaled in and out, and right before he was about to do it. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Well, before that, Soldier Boy and Huey bump into a priest and a nun. Oh, my God. That was amazing. And he kills them because their minds have already been compromised. He killed the one, the one priest. And, and Huey's, Huey's like, like, no, 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 no. Fuck? He's like, no, this is Mastermind's M.O. Yeah. He's like, no, you've been smoking oh, yeah. oh, all day long. She's just a nun. And then he, the nun tries to eat him. <laughs> that was so good. I did love... The acting by Soldier Boy was was really great. I loved them. Every few moments, you're like, "What the fuck like, was that? What, what, what did you what say? Did you say? <laughs> did you say something? No." He played paranoia very well. Yeah. So yeah, that's Huey finds the Mind Storm, teleports them back to Butcher, and makes a deal to to wake Butcher up. And then Soldier Soldier Boy brutally murders Mind Storm, but not before oh, telling yeah. him something very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's where we have Starlight telling Butcher. About Temp V, and Butcher tells Huey's like, it's about the Temp V. We need to get more of it. And then we're going to score surf and kill Homelander because he's a twat and a cunt. Yeah. And a cunt and a twat. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. That's and then Soldier Boy, at the end of the episode, gives Homelander a call and tells him that back in 1980, Vought had him beat his meat. He's like, I beat my meat into a cup. <laughs> and they took his sperm to make a boy. Homelander. And that boy's name is Homelander. Homelander. Wow. The reveal was stark. And he said if they would have if they would have kept me around, I would have I would have let you take the spotlight. What father wouldn't want that for his son? Bow, and bow, Homelander's bow, just bow. like, oh, oh shit. So this is like worst case scenario now, right? Yeah. Because now they're going to team up. <laughs> now they're going to. Well, I mean, Homelander still might kill him. But I mean, I don't. I but don't that's know. his son. Home, Soldier Boy was always Homelander's hero. Yeah. It I, shouldn't I, change anything. But, you know. But the reveal. Yeah, are you really his father? It's just your sperm. <laughs> well, he's the biological, you know, yeah. father. Same way is to Ryan, you right. know. But uh, Ryan, Ryan, the uh, boy that he had with Jenna. Oh, yeah. Not Jenna. What the fuck was Butcher's name's wife? Uh, my Becca. My Becca. I'll never forgive you what you did to me, Becca. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's just crazy. This this we finally got Frenchie back with the team. Yes. Pseudo. I mean, I imagine M.M. and Frenchie are going to hook up back with Butcher next week. And the season finale. And the season finale. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be, but hopefully it's like two and a half hours. Like Stranger, <laughs> like Stranger Things. Because <laughs> they got a lot of things to kind of tie up here. They do. You know, it's already been renewed for a season four. So Season I mean, four starts filming in August. Um, right, they are right. not wasting any time. And no, they should not. So we're getting season five next year, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So and that's good news. Lots of good stuff. Lots of stuff to wrap up for next week. I'm really interested to see how they uh, kind of keep Huey and Butcher alive. Right. Uh, Homelander is obviously going to be looking for Huey uh, to murder him. <laughs> uh, very, very. Uh, Homelander wants to murder all of them. All of them for sure. Huey. I, I had. I, I, I kind of. I. For some reason, I felt like Starlight was dying in this episode. I still kind of feel like she well, might it's be next dying. Week. <laughs> Next week. I hope not. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. But yeah. Mm. 
season finale next week. All right, fan questions and comments. Excuse me. Chris, uh, Christopher Greenhill, question for the podcast. Do you guys yeah. still have a physical collection for movies and TV shows? Well, I, like I said earlier, I, yes, I still have my favorite movies on Blu-ray. Not really so much TV shows, but yeah. I've got a lot of Blu-rays as well, but I haven't bought in a Blu-ray in a long time. What's the last one you think you bought? I think the last one that I bought was the complete uh, Batman set. But, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy? No, 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 no. It was a, uh, it was a uh, uh, Batman and Batman Returns. But you hate those movies. I liked, I liked them at the time. The, you know. The, so uh, when was that? Twenty years ago? No, I bought them recently. It was a set, hmm. maybe like five, within five, last five years. All right, pop culture junkie. So still so, in the plastic wrapping. Who cares? It's, it's not a, worth it's a, anything. It's a collector's edition. No, it's not worth anything. <laughs> Nowadays they make. Too much. That, that would never happen. Pop Culture Junkie. Uh, glad you guys are checking out Stranger Things. Uh, I think it's the best season ever. What musical scene did you enjoy most from the show? Well, yeah, like I said, the end of episode four. I love the metallic. <laughs> uh, top three for me have been Max in the Cemetery, li- listening to Kate Butch, uh, Bush, uh, Eddie jamming to Metallica, and the season three, the never-ending story. Yeah, I mean, they were all amazing. Mm. Music is a big deal in Stranger Things. Okay. Jason Deerham, fuck Mary, kill. Jessica Alba in Fantastic Four. Cameron Diaz in The Mask. I know what Andrew's doing. And Sasha Banks in Spider Man. Oh, in the Spider Man ring gear. That's not really <laughs> fair. Um, I'm going to go, you marry Jessica Alba. Let's change this. Get rid of Sasha Banks. Or just Sasha she's not Banks in the movie. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Sasha Banks. I was going to say Halle Berry and Flintstones. Um, <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> I'm going to go marry Jessica Alba. You fuck Sasha Banks and you kill Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz in the mask. Go ahead. I know this. I know how Andrew's doing this. I've one. told this story before, right? I mean, I she's know. amazing in that movie. I don't know about that. And the then podcast. after that, it's like, not so much. But in the mask, she was like. That was peak. That was her peak. Peak Cameron Diaz. And she had some meat on her bones. She wasn't a skeleton like she was the rest of her life. So I would marry that one. Cameron Diaz in the mask. Uh, If we're keeping Sasha Banks. Mandalorian. Yeah, I'll I'll fuck Sasha Banks. I guess I'll. I mean, I love Jessica Alba too, but you should have said Jessica Alba in Sin City. Mm. That was better. Uh, Do you think Ashley's power is growing her hair back? She should be bald by now. That's funny. I like that. That's and he good. says, do you get major Robert Downey Jr. vibes from Eddie Munson? The looks, mannerisms, and the way he speaks are all dead on Robert Downey Jr. And now that you... This is from Who's Stranger Eddie? Things. Oh, okay. Eddie, the one with the guitar. Mm. And now that you mention that, he even looks like Robert Downey Jr. a little bit. But yeah, you're right. The mannerisms are so Robert Downey Jr. Interesting. It is. Uh, strong woman Heather Swanson. Uh, oh God, it's strong woman from South Park. Ah, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, poor Frenchie. He got cock blocked for Compound V. He got the "I love you like family" line. Yeah, I love you like I a st- brother. I still think they get married and live happily. Well, maybe there's still hope, but for now, we got friend zoned. Mm. He ain't getting no Kimiko V. <laughs> uh. Omar, how That's dare a good you? One. Thank you. I, didn't, I just thought of it. 
Omar, how dare you review Lightyear but not review Minions Rise of Groot? Yeah, like I said, I'm only going to watch stuff that I want to watch from now on or review it. <laughs> you know, if Leo wants to see it, I'll take him. To be fair, I wanted to watch Lightyear. Of course he did. Mr. Slapnuts, is there any canon reason Homelander can't win a fight by picking up a hero, flying up, and dropping them? At the very least, it would stun the hell out of them. Flying is OP in this universe. Or just throwing them out of the universe. Just, or just well, I'm sure like Soldier Boy is too powerful. He can't just pick him up because Soldier Boy has too much power. I don't know. Right. They and Soldier Boy has his shield. You know, maybe you know might stun some of the ground. Yeah. Some Rampager, uh, if they made a movie about Frank Sinatra, who would you cast to play him? Leonardo DiCaprio sounds like the easiest. Um, True. Leonardo DiCaprio would be a good choice. I'd be interested in his singing ability. Well, they could always fix that with, you know, special effects. I'd like to see a life about him, though. I mean, apparently he's a big piece of shit, too. Aww. (laughs) Don't meet your heroes. Says, are we going to review the Elvis movie? Probably not. I don't really have that much interest in it. It doesn't seem like it's gotten great reviews, either. We have plenty of stuff to review. Especially next week. That's right. But first, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're viewing us. Uh, Please subscribe as well on the YouTube channel, Hollywood Hogwash Pod. Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hollywood Hog Pod. Next week, the season three finale of The Boys. And Thor, Love and Thunder, with Christian Bale as the fucking villain. This might be it's the best be week, week. Might be the best week we've had since starting this podcast. It's going to be a good week, guys, and it's going to be a sad week. It could Someone's. Be, it could be a very son. sad week if we get a Thor death and a and Starlight. Starlight. Death. Oh, I can't. Uh, I can't deal with this. Oh, it could be epic. It could also be a very sad week. I'm going to be drinking in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Cross your fingers.